Hello and welcome to the Nourish Practice podcast, a podcast focused on all things intuitive eating, intuitive movement and helping you heal your relationship to food while moving away from diet culture in hopefully a nice relaxed way. There'll be a mixture of solo episodes and guest interviews. Any topics you would like included just send me a DM on Instagram at Nourish Practice and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to the Nourished Practice podcast. Today you would have read the title is I Failed at Intuitive Eating and this is the idea that you may have read all the blog posts, articles, followed your favourite Instagram nutritionist and you think I want to eat intuitively, I've tried it, I've started following the steps but you don't feel satisfied at peace with food. In fact maybe you're even more preoccupied with food than ever. Have you failed at intuitive eating? And why might you feel like you have? The short answer to the question, have you failed at intuitive eating, is no. So you can have a little sigh of relief. Mainly because intuitive eating has been made in a way that you cannot fail at it. If you're starting to eat intuitively for the purpose of weight loss, and so have that goal in mind, you might indeed, quote unquote, fail. But that's because you're approaching intuitive eating with the dieting mindset. So you aren't in eating intuitively and committing to the process. In the long run, you'll still be better off than if you start another eight-week diet, 12-week crash diet, anything like that, um, because of the effects of weight cycling. I have a blog post on that if you want to find it. But you won't reap all the benefits of intuitive eating, because you're not approaching it from that mindset. So first thing to ask yourself, are you thinking in the binary? Good, bad, healthy, unhealthy, success, failure. They're all very strict categories and are examples of binary or linear thinking. Intuitive eating is all about embracing the many shades in between. It's not black and white, many shades of grey. It's changing our mindset, and it can sound like an exaggeration, but it is a shift. It takes a while to change the way we think, and it is a drastic way of thinking that's changing. It's not just about eating, it bleeds into many other areas of your life. It might be work, rather than success, failure, you see all the different caveats there, maybe in your personal life. If the destination is a positive relationship with food, and that's the goal, it isn't one path A to B. It's navigating a lot of different factors, experiences, obstacles, and finding the path that works for you. Now, also think about how that could help at work in your life as you move from I'm a success, I'm a failure, to that method didn't work, let's try another one. I've gained that experience in that area, maybe it's time to try something different. Or try this one. It can be quite a self-reflexive exercise to catch our own thinking, but one that pays off. I myself can be quite an anxious person, and by spotting anxious thoughts as they start to arrive, it stops that process of spiralling that can sometimes happen when you're worried or anxious. The same applies to the dieting mentality. If you notice yourself thinking, I'm a failure, I've eaten this, I've done this, that can spiral, which is where things like binges or just feeling uncomfortable and out of control around food can happen. So noticing that and pulling back and saying, no, I did this one thing, but I'm not a failure. I'm just in that grey area. What? Where is my path going? What do I need to do now? So maybe you haven't failed, but rather found a route that doesn't work for you, that wasn't meant for you. That is how intuitive eating works. It's about learning about yourself, your patterns, and ultimately what you want. I can sit here and say the aim of intuitive eating for me is to have a better relationship with food and movement, but I can't apply that to you. Or at the very least, if I tried, it wouldn't yield good results. This only happens when you are working for what you want. 
Same as a personal trainer in the gym. I can't say, I want you to do five press-ups. That's not your aim. So when we're doing all these upper body workouts and anything that supports that, you'll be going, I don't want to do this. And so aren't going to commit. But if you come in and say, my goal is to feel super strong, I want to do this, you're going to have that in mind when you're working towards it. And it may be that you realize what you wanted when you started this journey isn't what you want anymore. And that's okay. In itself, that might be a form of growth. Intuitive eating is about learning about and listening to you, not to external factors. Starting that self-discovery process and self-inquiry. And maybe you start to notice patterns in yourself. And this is where you might have to call yourself out a little. We can all be enablers to ourselves to remain as we are and ignore the agency we have over our own behaviour. I know there are things out of our control, but there's quite a lot that is. Maybe you notice every time you start to move away from diet culture, you watch a What I Eat in a Day video on YouTube, or you scroll back to your favourite influencers platform that you know triggers some comparison and dieting thoughts in you. Because this is comfortable, this is what you know. But it's not helping you. Maybe you need to call yourself out on that. It will vary person to person, but if you're standing in your own way, it's time to call yourself out. Compassionately, but still do it. Change is scary, but only you can follow through with it. Furthermore, try and think setbacks mean growth. One of the main reasons you can't quote-unquote fail at intuitive eating is, is designed so that setbacks offer the chance to learn and progress. Evelyn Tripoli, one of the founders of intuitive eating, does some webinars for counsellors of intuitive eating, and she recounted the story of how she worked with a guy for a long time who was progressing well through the framework, and I mean, who's better to learn from than the person who made it? And then one day, he started a new diet. It inevitably failed, and he actually went back to Evelyn and said, I needed to get that out of my system. I don't know what small part of my brain needed to know that it wasn't serving me, I didn't feel great, it just it wasn't serving the same way that intuitive eating was. But he needed to do that. He needed to just get out of his system. And that provided the platform for him to work through intuitive eating and really dig into it, knowing it was the best thing for him. He said he felt more educated on what he needs, and it clearly solidified that that was the way forward, intuitive eating. So sometimes that perceived setback is the cue for growth, for learning. And actually, much later down the line, you might say, huh, that was the turning point. That is what proved to me that this is what I need to do. With that, we'll go on to some reasons you may feel like you're failing at intuitive eating. So, first things first, you're comparing yourself to someone further along the journey. Whether it's social media, online, or even someone you know who's been eating intuitively for a while. You want to be where they're at. They're at peace with food, they're moving joyfully, they seem super happy. But everyone's timeline is different, and since their circumstance, yours might be very different. And it's always nice to remember that what we share tends to be our highlight reels. It may be different if it's someone close to you, a friend or family member. They might tell you how they struggle sometimes with certain thoughts or feelings. But if it's social media and someone's bragging about how great they feel the intuitive eating, they may not share the days that they're not feeling so great or they're still working through some things. Secondly, you're not allowing yourself unconditional permission to eat. If you haven't listened already, I have a previous episode on this, so do check that out. But main takeaway here is that pseudo-permission is very common. We pretend we give ourselves permission to eat anything with no rules and no restrictions, but only with conditions such as 
eating less later on or eating less tomorrow, starting eating healthier at the weekend. So many things that we bargain with ourselves. And this means permission is not unconditional. You are still mentally restricting, even if you're not physically restricting what you eat, and you're still in that diet cycle. Number three, you're only taking into account a couple of the 10 steps. It's a complete framework. The 10 principles are there for a reason. I like to often call it a spider's web because there's so much interplay between all the principles. They are not necessarily a ladder, one to 10, and even the founders say you can use them in whatever order. But using just one or two makes intuitive eating into a hunger and fullness diet or a joyful movement practice while still restricting your food. It doesn't quite work. They have to all work together. And so you need to embrace all of them if you're in a position to do so. Number four, you're not giving it time. A bit like the comparison one, but just remember everyone's body is on a different timeline. If you've been restricting and dieting for years, a week of intuitive eating will not convince your body that it's no longer in the starvation period. Give yourself some grace. I follow a YouTuber who went all in, which is slightly similar to intuitive eating. It's just completely jumping off the diet cycle and eating whatever your body needs. And she commented it took a year to fully tune into her hunger cues fullness after a rebound period post dieting now she'd been restricting for a long long time and so that rebound period took a lot longer than it would for arguably someone else and a year may sound like a long time but in the course of your life do you want to be on a diet forever preoccupied with food for years continuing that diet cycle with maybe your children or grandchildren if that's something in the future sometimes it's just about pivoting the way we're looking at things number five You've not looked into intuitive eating as a framework. If I asked you what intuitive eating is, what would you say? It's common for people to think it's hunger and fullness or eating whatever you want, even if it makes you feel not so great. It's a buzzword. It generates views in the nutrition and health space. And so it's been somewhat hijacked by diet pages trying to sell not a diet diets and intuitive eating, but with calories involved. This is not the intuitive eating framework. Make sure you look into it as described by the founders. Their book is the best starting point or find a nutritionist that fully understands their framework, maybe has done their training or quotes them often. And there's a nice quote here from Evelyn. Um, she once said, intuitive eating isn't a night commercial. You don't just do it. It's not something you just snap your fingers, you're an intuitive eater. It takes work and it takes time. Now, a little thought process for you. Take some time to reflect on the following. One, are you starting to tune in a little bit more with your body? Are you starting to feel less guilty about your food choices or even no guilt at all? Have you started to eat food that was previously forbidden or you thought of as unhealthy? Are you starting to find meals more satisfying or able to stop eating when you feel full? Are you starting to approach movement from a place of enjoyment rather than punishment? Are you experiencing less anxiety and stress around eating? Are you starting to notice diet culture or even actively reject it? Are you starting to set boundaries with friends and family around eating movement or your body? If there's a yes to any of the above, even if it's just one, check back in as you continue on your journey. Make a note, whether it's those questions, some you can think of with yourself. It might be that you're still stuck on weight and so a lack of change in weight means you've said this is a failure despite the fact your mindset has changed, your outlook has changed, and that relationship with food has changed a little bit, 
This is a mindset issue. You want instant results caused by years of diet culture. I know it all leads back to diet culture, but it's true. In school, exams take a whole year of work, revision. In our work, often projects are long-term, building to an event or an outcome or a report. What is the only thing that has such an instant results turnaround? You've got to ditch that dieting mindset. This is why I personally really work on this principle first before engaging with the others, as I find it does tend to affect other things. But again, just a preference. Now, some tips to help you. Firstly, keep a record. As I've said before, sometimes it's a case of seeing yourself every day makes you oblivious to any changes, like when you're young and your height is changing. Record small wins, any changes you've noticed, or just a glimpse into how you're feeling on a particular day, week, and then you can look back. When there's evidence, our brain can't convince us otherwise. And if things aren't going to plan and you notice a pattern of not feeling great, feeling out of control, you've got that to work through with a professional or with your support network. Or you've got a pattern of this isn't working, something needs to change. But the more evidence you have, the more you can see those patterns. Second thing, make it social. Get friends, family involved, or tap into a network you know is out there. Overhauling your relationship to food can be a lot, and can often make you feel very alone. Disordered eating thrives on feelings of being alone and ashamed. By discussing things openly, you can start working through them and know you're supported, and that people don't value you any less just because of your relationship to food and movement. Third thing, find what's holding you back. As discussed before, maybe make a record, or maybe you need to call yourself out. If you feel like you're not making any progress, why? It's easy to feel stuck, but the old saying, nothing changes, if nothing changes, is true. What is within your control? What can you change? What do you need to be able to enact change? Next thing, ask a professional. If you're super stuck, then maybe it's something you need professional help with. And know that most people do need support. Nutritionists, this entire profession wouldn't exist if there wasn't a need. You are not alone and you haven't failed. Many, many people reach out for either long-term support or short-term. Maybe you just need some advice. And lastly, cut yourself some slack. Self-explanatory, but a point I'll continue to repeat, probably no matter what the topic. Intuitive eating is a lot to take on. Beating yourself up for failing is not going to help make it any easier. It's a quick route to guilt, shame, and crash dieting, and restarting the diet cycle. Sometimes just taking a breath and saying, we go again tomorrow. It's just the best way to deal with it. Ultimately, intuitive eating isn't easy. It just sounds it. I sometimes hate quote-unquote selling intuitive eating or my services. What you have to do to get clients. Because it sounds easy. It sounds simple to listen to your body, eat until you're full, honour your hunger, etc. But it's really hard. And that's why it's sometimes dismissed as a lie or not working. Because people disregard the science, which by the way, there is a lot of scientific evidence for intuitive eating. And even the articles that I've read, the researchers say participants found it difficult, but they stuck to it. Often people focus on the eat as much pizza as you want hypothetical because it's easy. Easy in theory, easy to attack and easy to not work. And then we can go back to the comfort of dieting. If you've done it for years, it'll feel like home. But it's a complex framework that requires work, reflection, more work, more reflection, perseverance. And you'll have some aha moments, some moments that make it all worth it. And one day you'll look back and go, ah, remember the day I thought I failed at intuitive eating? 
maybe that was the day I realized some things or maybe that was just one of many days and now look where I am now and a note just to sort of finish off and as a reminder I always like to caveat a lot of podcasts posts etc with the point that for some people intuitive eating might not be appropriate right now but maybe later those experiencing food insecurity eating disorders medical conditions that means they cannot connect with internal cues or carry out some of the steps this may mean you have to incorporate some elements of intuitive eating and wait to fully incorporate the others or they may not be the most accessible to you and you need to work with a professional that doesn't mean you failed you are taking a proactive approach to your relationship with food and movement and some things may be out of your control with that any questions as always send me a message on instagram email website 